hey, welcome everyone. Uh, we've got, uh, you might hear some background noise of a jet aeroplane, we're not joking, because myself and Danny are speaking to you as live, not live, but as live, from uh, Southampton Airport. We're off on um, uh, a, a meeting, uh, but we're, there's no plane at the minute, it's been delayed, so we thought, let's get on with a podcast. We'll do a podcast. Uh, Danny, introduce the podcast for new listeners. Right, well, so this is um, the UK Scriptwriters Podcast with me, Danny Stack, um, and the introduction there by Tim Clay. Uh, we meet once a month uh, to talk about the UK screenwriting scene, or anything that's happening in the screenwriting scene in general. We've been going for around two years now, maybe going into our third year, so if you haven't listened to us before, where have you been? And uh, go to our website and check out the previous ones. Thanks for um, downloading or clicking play so far. Stick around, because this is going to be an airport delayed special, so it's going to be a Christmas fandangle, you know, one not to miss. Exactly. Uh, We uh, missed the last one. It's a bit like planes, trains and automobiles, that's why it's Christmassy. We missed a kind of November podcast (laughs) only because we spilled on a bit from the Screenwriters Festival. Then Tim had the flu, proper oh, flu. Oh, still not right. And uh, he was busy, so I couldn't pin him down. No. I was trying to get somebody to interview, uh, but couldn't really get anybody. So if you've got any suggestions for an interview, TV writer or film writer, that I could be feasibly approachable, uh, get in touch, let us know, and we'll try and track them down. Yeah, they work quite well, the interviews. Yeah, it's good like, I quite like listening to them, and I quite like doing them. Uh, just because it's better than me and Danny just talk, waffling on ourselves all the time, um, but we've we've got well that's what we were doing. That's what we're doing now, and that's, and that's why we said, well, why 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 not record it and use it as a podcast? Yeah, we were talking about what we could talk about in the podcast. It's well, early in the morning, now. shall I say? We've been up since four, um, ridiculously. Well, I'm not even lying, and it's now what half eight in the morning. Half eight um, in the morning, and we're talking screenwriting like a couple of nerds. Yeah, but that's the way we like it. Now we've got um, a small agenda that we've. Um, We've put together on a sticky tape, a thing. little bit of that's <laughs> sort all of very professional. And uh, as ever, as ever, we like to start with. Oh, I have to do the new jingle yeah, as well. Yeah, Are you ready? Yeah. It's the screenwriting news. That was a bit off tune. Uh, it's, been, it's early in the morning. What can I do? Maybe I'll add a little jingle bell. Oh, that'd be nice. Like to that, that'd be you nice. know, for maybe, Christmas. Maybe sound a little bit more professional. A little bit Christmassy there. Um, um, so we don't we don't have much news in our heads anyway. It's early in the morning, as I say. Yeah. The only thing that I could think of was news about the BFI Film Forever Fund thing, which is a mouthful. Well, the, and, and the, I guess just let's just if you don't if you're kind of new to to all that kind of film funding world, just to put that into context, the UK Film Council was running a bunch of schemes a couple of years ago when it got um, cut. BFI took over those uh, responsibilities, and but they revamped to, them. Yeah, I was wanted to have a bit of time to think about, uh, you know, uh, an actual plan of, of where it wants to take the industry. It's done that now, and uh, so it's bundled together its 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 uh, funding, and it's put together a plan. It's, it's, I think it stretches forward four or five four years. years yeah. yeah. So they've got this kind of film forever plan for four years. It's um, it's quite detailed. Um, in terms of how much money they have and how it breaks down into development um, new talent and where it's going to go so you can either um, I've blogged about it in fact I got a friend of mine to go along yeah, to, one of, that. to one of yeah. their workshops and he gave me a kind of report on it yeah. which I put on my blog which is at dennystack.com because yeah. it's uh, sort of broken down it just breaks to summarise that like in terms of there's 
there's some funding that's been given for totally, totally new exactly. filmmakers. So what, what it means for people like us and what you can do about it, uh, that's not our flight. Uh, but also, just check the BFI website as well because all the general info will be there. But like with anything, it's a lot of info to wade through. There's stuff about media desk funding, um, well, there is, best there is, ways to apply. Well, there is and there isn't, Danny, because I think if you have a look, you can very quickly find the area that's right for you. Mm. So, like, okay, you're not going to be interested in, this, in, in, in the bit that's about people working on their second feature. Uh, you know what I mean? So you're like, well, I'm not interested in that. Uh, likewise, you might find that you're a bit beyond the kind of the the first digital short film kind of part and so you can quickly find the bit that's applicable to you and then read more yes so you don't need to wait for it all so that's the that's the good news folks but um yeah definitely definitely check that out um so uh, obviously if you've got your own news let let, let us know um yeah anything we've missed i'm sure we've missed something there's bound to be a scheme or a competition well or the thing. only other thing that um is going to i think everyone will know but that's kind of made an impact already um, is um, uh, the Kickstarter UK? Oh, Kickstarters um, has got Kickstarter a UK, in the UK. Yeah. yeah, so there's 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 that, but you know, almost not much to dwell on that. But I've already seen that a lot of people have taken that opportunity to launch their their individual shorts and feature funding and so on. So good good luck to all those people that are doing that. It's, it's a bit saturated, I feel, at the minute, but um, because a lot of people waited for that launch. Yes. Also, we have had a winner of this year's. Red Planet Prize, which I don't think we have announced on the podcast. The Red, no. the Red Planet Prize is the screenwriting competition run by Tony Jordan's uh, production company, Tony Jordan, a legendary TV writer. It's actually a competition I helped set up in terms of um, I had the idea and uh, that kind of a competition should be run to help writers with their careers and not just give them a screenwriting prize saying you're the best script, but to help them afterwards saying, okay, what else can we do? And Tony Jordan made it happen and came up with a great prize. And it's been going for a few years to great success. We're all very pleased about it. But this year's winner is a guy called Jonathan Neal for a great script, uh, kind of a 1950s spy drama uh, called Darby and Joan, if memory serves. Uh, so well done, Jonathan, and well done the runners-up because they'll all go into a mentoring scheme between Red Planet and Kudos Film and TV. So it's a... It's a great competition if you've never heard of it. Uh, it's called the Red Planet Prize. Google it and you can check out details for next year's um, uh, entries, which I'll update here as well on the podcast when there's news. So Pretty much going to happen, do you think? Oh, yeah, that? D- definitely. Definitely yeah. going to happen. Probably Brilliant. in the new year, I'd say, in new information. Yeah. yeah, great, great. No, no, I mean, it's like you always worry that um, a scheme like that that's so, you know, so, so great that, of course, it becomes increasingly a victim of its own success and becomes a big burden for Tony to run. Exactly, but because it's been so successful in terms of people have actually, um, there's been TV series being made from the competition, BBC's Death in Paradise came from the Red Planet Prize. So that means, you know, Tony can actually keep doing the competition because it's proved that it's worked. Yeah. It helps you know, keep his production company investment. alive. It's a good investment. You know, the, the yeah. money comes in, so it's all good. It's all, it's all, it's it's all good. good. Now, we've thought about a couple of topics that we want to touch on, just because we were chatting um, about 5am about these... Um, uh, we were talking screenwriting, <laughs> yes, we found the end. We come up with, with, with a couple of topics that have been on our minds, um, uh, obviously, because uh, we haven't seen each other for a while, and they've overlapped, so we felt, well, that's saying something if they've both been on our minds. But one thing that has cropped up again and again. I think because it's 
as, as, as we're recording this, it's early December, but already people are thinking about reflecting on 2012 and their ambitions for next year. And the big thing that's come up for me, as I've been talking to writers and directors and actors, is actually about kind of time, it's a sort of a time management, but it's creative time management, which is um, a problem I've been struggling with. Um, I, I think Danny struggles with it, and certainly everyone I know struggles with it, which is how do you find the time to get your own stuff done? If you're one of those writers who, um, you know, is working full time, like James was talking about, when it, yeah, podcast, he had a day James job Moran before, talked yeah. about talked about having a day job and getting home and writing. So that's that. How do you find that time? But what I've been finding is people, as I'm finding them moving up the ladder, they're working really hard on commissions, commissions. that they've won, or they're working hard on a soap because they're a regular writer for that, and they want to keep that going, of course. But they've got other ambitions, of course they have, because we're creative people. So they want to write a book, or they want to do another, or they want to, they're known for comedy, and they want to do a drama, the other way around, or whatever it is. You want to stretch yourself all the time. But of course you don't want to shortchange your existing clients, if you use that kind of business You don't term. want your work work to suffer. Yeah, you, you don't want your work work to yeah. suffer, because that's your reputation. Yeah, and, it's important. And, and, and you probably like doing it as well. Yeah. But you want to move further forward. And I think that this is becoming, I've been noticing anyway, it's becoming more on people's minds, or I'm not sure what's kind of kicked off a lot of people talking about that at the same time. I don't know if it's becoming worse or whatever it is, but I, I'm, I'm feeling it myself that there's a, a couple of projects that I want to get into, but when's there a couple of days free to just sort of waste in a good way on something exciting and new? I mean, do you find that, Danny? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, it's all, I mean, time management, it's like I meet some writers uh, who have day jobs and whatnot. Yeah. And when they know that I'm full-time freelance, they're like, oh, if I was you, I would be writing so much yeah. uh, all the time. Yeah. Uh, because their writing time is so precious and they get it done. Yeah. They think that if they were just had so, so eight hours a day, they'd, they'd be laughing. Yeah. Whereas I have that every day. Yeah. But I don't spend eight hours a day writing. No. Um, you know, because you, being a freelance person means you're your own business as well so yeah. there's some of it as admin some yeah, of it is yeah, 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 yeah. emails some yeah. of it is um, uh, meetings and some of it is accounts and some of it is all that kind of boring rubbish and you can't queuing at the post office all that, you know. but even then Danny you can't also just do your creative projects your spec stuff or your yeah, you got to make sure the bills. You still got to do your kind of yeah. You got to get the bills smaller paid. Smaller paid work jobs, yeah. script reading that you do, and all this kind of stuff. So and you think, oh, I've got some free time now, but that also means, well, that means I'm not working in terms of yeah. I don't have a commission in. Yeah, it's like yeah, I could spend the month working on my spec. Yeah, am I actually going to pay the bills? Yeah. So that's oh yeah, that's a tricky balance. Or what I've been trying to do, or just recently started, and I'm going to really try and make more of an effort for next year though is not being shy of booking myself in the diary for myself. Mm. So, um, because if someone phones me up and I'm doing doing the job for someone else, it's, it's cool. You just say, no, I can't come and uh, film that or I can't uh, do those ideas for you 
um, first week of February because I'm doing something else. I'm away. I've got a meeting, but that's your code for that's my brainstorming day. But actually, yeah, what's wrong with that? You yeah, know. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna have to start. Do, but I've always not. I've always felt I didn't have to do that. But mm. now I feel I'm gonna have to do that just to kind of get that time. That's because you've got to invest in yourself, haven't you? That's a good idea, though. Fill your diary with just like me, me, me. An hour here, two hours there. That's just, just put just it me, down. Me, me, me. Yeah. Just put it down because you can. You feel all right then. Also. You don't do the other thing, which is like when you get a bit of time off, you may be a bit frazzled. So you actually sit around and think, um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll have a little relax. Yeah. You know, yeah. watch a bit of telly or well, something. Uh, but, yeah. but if it is in the diary, you, you're like, well, I'll, I'll, I can do that, but only when I've done my working day, <clears throat> working on my new ideas. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to start doing is booking myself out to myself. That's good. I like that. Um, well, the big thing, in, in, obviously, as well, is staying off the internet. And on a practical level, there are apps and things yeah, that can yeah, help yeah, you yeah, stay yeah. off the internet. I use. Um, but, but that, to me, is more of a smaller. That's down. Or maybe you're saying different. No, but that's to me like getting through the day because you just get distracted during the day. Yeah, but it can eat up a whole day. Yeah. For <laughs> me, completely. I can wait. I can, oh, Daddy. Yeah, because you know we have blogs. Yeah. And because they become an important part of our profile yeah, 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 well yeah. mine anyway yeah more so yours um, <coughs> and it can give me work in terms of script reading or yeah. something and that can be really important yeah 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 so I could spend a whole day just kind of making sure I'm networking mm. online and a, stuff a bit off topic but I've, I've almost changed my, my blog around now to kind of a way of getting um, free downloads out there mm. because oh, I've been I've finding that. that's what people love the yeah. most and um, it's, in a way it's easier for me than because, I mean, you, you, you cover a lot of the script writing theory and a lot of other people do, and I'm always feeling that's a well-trodden mm, area. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, whereas I've got kind of s script templates, storyboard templates, editor's toolkits, and just bits and bobs yeah, to download. More for filmmaker nothing. side, More yeah. filmmaker side. But that's just good. Just that's I'm good. finding that people like, like that because mm. they can use it straight away. And so, it's free and it's and good. it's free and it's all good stuff. Um, but, I mean, if you want to stay offline, I use uh, Mac Freedom. Do you know Mac Freedom? Only through you. Yeah, it, yeah. Co it costs a tenner, but you have it for life then. And it just blocks you from accessing the internet for whatever time you specify. Yeah. So if the only way you can uh, get back online is if you restart the computer. So obviously the guilt you feel yeah, yeah, <laughs> if yeah, you yeah. do that is, is tremendous. So it is actually just an effective little thing. Yeah. But I'm sure there's plenty of apps or other software things. Yeah, that yeah, 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 that must be yeah, PC I'm, version. I'm, I'm, I'm significantly, I have done significantly reduced Twitter time because um, I find that can just eat up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a wasteland of procrastination completely. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, almost positive procrastination in a way, but some of it is just like, what am I doing? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Or checking emails incessantly, all those things, especially yeah. when you're waiting for things, like, I'm, yeah. you know, and you just think, oh, yeah, God, totally. I just need to be busy, I need to be doing something else. Because um, in a way, that's a ne uh, it's not negative, but it's like that, 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 that blocking is a kind of a negative way of looking at it. You're preventing something. Yeah. There's another app that I sometimes use when I'm trying to kind of zone into a more creative space yeah. um, called OmWriter, O-M-M. Oh, yeah. Have you heard of this? <laughs> no. Yeah, OmWriter, because it's like a, it just creates a sort of meditative yeah, state. Yeah. Now, I don't want to talk about that like it's an arty-farty thing, but actually what it does from just a psychological point of view is it, it, it blanks all your monitors except your main monitor, and what it does there is just reduce, gets rid of it, all menus, all everything, so it's just plain. 
but with a kind of maybe just a soothing sort of pattern mm. and just a teeny little text box in the middle that you can just write into and, and, and that's it. So you kind of no distractions. Uh, it's easy to flip out, you just cancel it or whatever. But it, it, I find that if you're just trying to brainstorm, that's what I mean. If you're just in that kind of, I just want to, I just want to get down, I just want to dream and think about this new character or whatever. Mm. Let me just jot down some notes, higgledy piggledy, and then you just kick it out of that into whatever you want. Yeah. But it kind of it helps me because almost like if you're just thinking, I just need an idea. Mm. It's, it's good for just getting into it. Yeah. I was doubtful, but actually I found it pretty good. I think it's free. If it's not, it's like 99p. Yeah, I'm sure we'll put links up. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, an- those things another out effective use of time management, I find as well, is like to say, I'm only going to do an hour here. Yeah. I'm going to do two hours there yeah. on whatever it is. Um, so you don't put too much pressure on yourself to go, well, like, you know, I've got the whole afternoon to write. And then you'll just feel guilty if you spend two hours of it oh, checking well, email. You want to something there, Danny, because like, um, I'm almost thinking the other way round, which is you heard what I said about five, ten minutes ago. You know, I need to get a couple of days to look at something or other. But do you? Yeah, you, can you know just what I mean. Really do, you, do, do you need to have a couple of days? But, Probably but not. Also, but, but if you, you, like you say, like I, I could have chipped away at it. Yeah, I'll just few, start on an hour and, and see an how hour. I go. But even if your hour is spent just staring out the window thinking, that's oh, still well, good. That's, mate. that's no, still well, good. good. That's what I need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what I need. And then you move on going, okay, now I have to prepare that pitch. I mean, Let's friend, do that before friend, lunch. A friend of ours, and Andy Marsh, yeah. filmmaker and music video uh, director. Extraordinary, yeah. <coughs> he, um, uh, he's found it so bad that he is going to have to what, time go away. Yeah, to get, uh, to get time for himself, he's going to go away and write. Because he, if he sits at home he'll feel guilty of sort of working on his own stuff. Mm. But also, maybe it's not the right space. It's not the right space, and it's his work space, so he feels he should be working. And also, people have phoned him up and asked him for stuff. But if he's away, he's like, well, I'm not even around, sorry about that. So all of those things means he's going to like maybe book and just get a remote cottage somewhere. So it's quite extreme. I think he mentioned even Spain, I think, to me. He might go to Spain. Yeah, might go, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's if if you can afford it, obviously. Um, yeah, but actually, it's but that's it's why quite those... re- it's quite reasonable, Danny. Yeah, like, yeah, actually, yeah. this time of year. Well, it's probably cheaper than a writer's retreat. Whisper it um, in terms yeah, of yeah, you know, no, quite totally, yeah, no, totally. Uh, but there you go. So time management, yeah. Uh, but yeah, break it down. Don't put pressure on yourself. Uh, I'll do an hour here, a half an hour there. I'll, I'll tinker on this idea here. I'll, I'll rep- reply to that email, but only at five o'clock. Yeah, you know that kind of thing. That kind of thing. Uh, I'll have my lunch once I finish this treatment. <laughs> oh, I do that. I do that. Yeah. I'll, so I'll oh, have no. lunch if I get this done. Well, oh, number of days I've not had any lunch. <laughs> oh, I'm joking. Go <laughs> without. Um, now, Dan, I always want to talk about another thing you were, you you mentioned <laughs> about half five in the morning. Um, uh, I don't know how we even got onto it. We just got onto a rant. No, but it was interesting what you said, which is the kind of philosophy of the storyteller. And I've not thought about it before. Storyteller. We've put it down as storyteller versus auteur. Yeah, and. Uh, 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 you, I'll say it back to you because okay. I check my understanding, okay? But what you're saying is actually there's a lot of people that think about themselves as as storytellers, and that is full of good. So what they what you mean by that is that they're thinking about the audience as they write. They're not thinking about I'm a I'm, I'm a I'm an arty farty writer that writes for myself, and you know if you don't get it, whatever. They're actually all the time thinking what matters here is the maximum number of people getting what I'm saying and enjoying it and um, 
thinking about the topics that I'm wanting to discuss or just having a damn good laugh or whatever it is. Is that what you're saying? Kind of. You've get, you've actually just um, gone a bit too far with it. All right, I'm then. talking about the storytellers who, who are storytellers and are not even aware of it because it comes instinctively to them okay, right. in terms of okay. I'm telling a story right. that I really hope you enjoy yeah. and here's this character and oh my God, stick with him all the way and this happens and this happens. And it's just all pure storytelling. It's not in term, they're not even sitting down thinking, no, the audience will love this, or I'm, I'm writing for an audience you, here. You, are you saying that there's some people that you feel are naturally engaging? They just know. They're just telling a story, and it's not for them, even though it comes from them. It's, I see, yeah. It's for an Spirit audience. Spirit of sharing. Yeah, it's like, this is a great story. Um, but they're not thinking strategically, or they're not thinking. I wonder if, if do yeah, will the yeah, audience yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah, 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 they're yeah. just gifted, instinctive storytellers. Yeah. And and the way I said it earlier was just like you read a script, and it's just like I don't want to put this down. I yeah. want to know what happens next. But not because of the craft necessarily. Not necessarily. Exactly. Not necessarily because they've they've they followed all the tips that we might exactly. say on here. It could be just a, a, the not, energy of it. You don't want to read more because you're admiring the three act structure. Yeah. It's not none of that. You just, just, like, just they're, they're writing it from a spirit of I want to tell you something interesting. Yeah, exactly. And there's something interesting <laughs> going on on the page. And yeah. it's just and without them actually drawing attention to themselves at all. Um, well, I like yeah. That's that, I like that what you said there because I'm I'm guilty of that. Mm. But, um, uh, because I, I I quite like sometimes sh- shine shining the spotlight on hidden things, including the storytelling process. Right. So quite often in my scripts, I will actually, you know, sort of yeah. show off the um, the nuts the, and bolts, the nuts and bolts of it, right. and enjoy doing that because. I've got a kind of a scientist mentality. Yeah, you got to like deconstruct. But that's you. That's, that, my thing. that's your that's my thing. angle. Though, but yeah. I like what you're saying about the other way around. Yeah. About, you know, because it isn't like me, um, where you just kind of do. It's flowing. So yeah. much more flowing, and it, you know, it's just intrinsically entertaining. I th- maybe we're. Uh, maybe I get this from my writing for kids stuff, because with writing for kids, you just completely take away all ego you take away all fancy notions of yourself and you just have to write a good story that's just going to engage people for what it is and be funny for what it is not clever cultural references or clever kind of um, callbacks to different things it's just like is this clever is this funny you've got quite an intolerant audience if you don't they don't care who you are and they don't care you know and they let you know if they're bored and they let you know if you're bored (laughs) and it's just all audience led but you're not and obviously you want to please the audience but you're just when you're writing the script you're not it's just all you know all the hooks are on the page in terms of character and story yeah rather than like an aside to the reader yeah um, and then we, on the flip side we have what we call the auteur who's just like well I made my story or this is my script and it works for me and it's a very important personal thing and if nobody likes it I don't care or if nobody goes to see it I don't yeah. care yeah and I'm like I don't understand that kind of thing I yeah. understand it's like I hope this finds an audience but if nobody does go to see it I'm still proud of it yeah. I understand that I think yeah. that's okay because it's like you made something that was important to yeah. you but ultimately you want it to be found you want it to yeah, be shared yeah, yeah. whereas others get a little bit self-defensive yes and and say well it's I know it's great and yeah. I know it's important and if people don't like it stuff yeah and you just think well no you, it's, it's, it feels like the wrong 
the wrong medium for that kind of approach, though. But because it's a mass. Well, medium. those people that I've met like that, their stories are generally indulgent and not very interesting, and they might have some interesting personal things going on. But you know, yeah, they're not box office gold or anything. No, no. Um, so it's a diff. It's you know, which kind of storyteller are you really? But it's okay to be selfish and indulgent, but hope at the same time hoped to find an audience. I no, I like I like that I like what you're saying about storytelling. I just think it's just um, a nice phrase to use in discussions. I suppose that's that's what yeah, I took away pure from it. Storytelling. Just, just a thing to talk about. Sorry, a little break there where we realised that we think our flight's been cancelled. So, Danny, how do you feel about getting up for no reason at four in the morning? Well, just, you know, the ideal way to start a weekend, really. So I'm, I'm, I'm just a ray of sunshine. <coughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Anyway, so with that positive attitude, um, let's go back to uh, something we used to do. Oh, yes, reviews, everyone. Reviews. We used to do it, but we, we, we kind of stopped. We got distracted. But. It's probably quite good because it's the end of the year and we're looking back over the year and thinking about some of the things we've seen more recently. It's on my mind because um, it's, it's time, time. after time, so I'm supposed to be looking at all sorts of things and games for now, your, and games now just to take That's more good. of my time up. Yeah, yeah. I know, but I, know, I haven't got time to play all this stuff. Three of these. Anyway, um, and so I've saw a couple of things, one which was better than I thought and one was a bit more disappointing. And the, and the first one that I want to talk about is Frank and Weenie, which is Tim Burton animation in the style. It's black and white. Looks, it's got a nice style about it, and um, it's sort of animated look of Nightmare Before Christmas. That wasn't, kind of look. Wasn't it based on his first short film? Yes, or very much so, mate. Yeah, very much so. Um, and uh, it just was lacking in something. Right. So uh, technically excellent. Yeah. Um, Story. Interesting idea. Um, classic kind of coming of age story, um, school school kids age yeah. we're looking at. A um, little bit dark, a little bit funny. Just something kind of lacking in it, like a heart, which is ironic about a kind of Frankenstein uh, retelling yeah. that in fact you've created the lifeless creature. Mm. You know that, and that's what you've got a kind of stumbling, bumbling um, creature that somehow just doesn't uh, in engage or. Um, um, uh, make you make you sort of feel much for for those characters. I've heard mixed reviews, all right, for it. Uh, I mean, it's inter I think it's worth writers almost checking it out from a writing uh, point of view, because the, the 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 trouble is, a lot of the other animations around are very rich these days, mm. are very tight. You were bigging up Madagascar. I was 3 even or bigging up Madagascar Three, which I was like not looking forward to. And you pulled a face when I talked about yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't like Madagascar uh, One. But I, well, I see. I read, but that, that Madagascar Three totally has a heart. Right. Do, do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, it's the opposite. So I really enjoyed that. And um, the second, the second uh, uh, film that uh, surprised me the other way round was a royal affair, yeah. which is kind of well-known European uh, period drama, very is it, rich looking. Is it Danish? Danish. Yeah. And uh, their first big thing, really, I've been trying to get it off the ground for years over there, apparently. Um, you know, a, a well-known story set in the uh, 1800s, late 1800s, from history there. But, um, and I was doubtful, I was just, my heart sunk, really. I thought, period, foreign Danish. film. 
about the aristocracy. Yeah. I'm like, well, I can't engage with a story about the Queen of whatnot and all yeah. this. I'm like, well, what, what, there's no, what, what's in it for me? Mm. You know, how do I get into that? But totally not about that. It's actually about um, a class structure in that country and about uh, a, a guy that um, sort of rose to the top, a sort of kind of a Machiavellian figure or whatever that kind of rose to the top of the country trying to bring a force for good of, of change into the country yeah. and all the things that went along with that against the royal backdrop. So, mm. in fact, fascinating, fascinating and, and really well acted and surprisingly, I don't know why I'm surprised actually, Daddy, well written. Yeah. Because I think a lot of these things rely on the spectacle of the period. Yeah. And so the writing takes second fiddle. Mm. Um, and same with acting sometimes. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You rely on the costume to do the acting yeah, for you. Yeah, so yeah. None of that excuses here. Good. I thought it was really brilliant. Yeah, I've heard good things about that. And oh. of course, it's got Mads Mikkelsen in it, who was the villain in Casino Royale. For um, those of you who He's brilliant, the name is familiar. He's a fantastic actor. Um, so yeah, I haven't everyone seen it. Everyone in it. I haven't seen it yet. Everyone, everyone in it was good. The, the but that was released earlier was this year, so you've only seen it because of BAFTA consideration stuff. I, and reluctantly. But one to check out. But it sounds yeah, like. yeah, totally. And I think a lot of people listening to this will be the same. They'll be yeah. like, that's not for me. It, but it is for them. Right. Honestly, I think they'll like it. So I'm giving that my recommendation, which I don't give lightly. Well, I saw a film which I reckon will be high on most people's BAFTA lists. Uh, I'll be surprised if it isn't. And it's called Beasts of the Southern Wild. So I don't even know how you'd uh, categorize it really, or even pitch it, but I'll try. It's about a girl and her father living in a kind of Louisiana bayou, yeah. um, New Orleans kind of place, and they're about to get flooded. Right. Um, but there's no mention of Hurricane Katrina, but it's just like they're just gonna get hit. Yeah. Uh, but they're very proud kind of members of that kind of bayou community, and they refuse to leave. Right. So. Um, it's all about surviving that kind of weather and flood and and this daughter, this girl, young girl, basically having to fend for herself because her father's a bit of a drunk and a bit of a... Right, right, right. And that doesn't sound very good. It doesn't <laughs> sound very uplifting or, or a, a, light, a light to watch. It is, I can honestly say, it is the most remarkable film I've ever seen in my life and I don't think I'll ever see a film quite like it. Right, which sounds like fantastic praise, and it is. Mm. The young girl is only six or seven, and she's amazing in it. Oh, right! Oh, right! I was thinking it was a teenager. No, she's only like no, six no, no. or seven. Never acted before. Yeah, uh, she's amazing. The way it's shot is almost like a documentary. Right. You think it's like almost like a documentary because the New Orleans thing—it's just hanging in your yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then she's got some voiceover, and then there's some like a little bit of fantasy element in it in terms of she imagines these kind of mythical creatures de-thawing from the ice and okay, kind of yeah, taking yeah, over yeah, right, the, right. the land. So it's it's a curious mix yeah. and it is quite kind of demanding and grim and downbeat. Mm. So I found that quite difficult. So I'm, yeah. not, I'm not quite sure if I actually enjoyed it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but it is a remarkable film mm. in every shape and form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms yeah. of, I think it was based on a stage play, remarkably. Um, and it's very well done and filmed and everything, so I would recommend people check it out. Beasts of the Southern Wild. No, there's a lot of things. No, there's not a lot of things. It's that, it, there is that curious uh, mixed bag of, of, of projects, isn't there? All sorts of art, which are fantastic, and you totally respect them in, in all ways, 
but in the in, in, you 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 all, almost also they're so relentlessly grim sometimes or whatever that you kind of not not in, you don't want to go back there. Yeah, but I, everybody's saying this is uplifting and, and gorgeous, and I'm like, oh, maybe I'm not, maybe I saw the you know. Well, without without film. wishing to totally well, I'm, no, no, I will I will no spoilers. I will ruin the, I will ruin the mood because that's how I feel about Dead Space Two. What's Dead Space? Oh, that's the, the game. The game. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, uh, you know it's brilliant apparently. But the first one was so relentlessly grim, and it's dark, and there's lights flickering, and there's things jumping at you, and all that. I just didn't enjoy playing it. But it's, everything's about it great. The user interface is amazing. Yeah, Everything, yeah. Every, every, you know, the level design's great. It's all like people at the top of their game doing it. Mm. Graphically fantastic. Everything, everything, everything. But I'm like, I'm not there. I'm not going back there for another ten hours. What I escaped? Yeah. I escaped by the skin of my teeth last time. Don't you remember? <laughs> With my life intact. I'm, you think I'm going to go back and give you twenty pat, twenty four ninety nine to go back? Screw you guys. <laughs> no, no. But you know, there's all in all art. There's these kind of like you, things where you you respect it, but you just like, yeah, really come on, you yeah. know. Um, but good. No, obviously I enjoyed it, this is a sudden while, but I'm not sure I could enthuse about it the way people are saying it's like uh, a joyful, rousing, right. best so, film I've ever seen. Kind of thing. I think it's the most remarkable film I've kind of seen right, this right. year, definitely, right, yes. definitely so this year. But interesting, <laughs> check it out. Check it out. So check that out if you want a grim time. Well, anyway. So I think with, the, with, with no, no flight imminent, Danny, it's probably time to go home. We, we should go we've home. enjoyed our we've enjoyed our morning out at the airport here. Our, our we, mobile rec Skype. we recommend um, our mobile podcast. Rec we recommend uh, Southampton Airport for breakfast, and uh, <laughs> we'll we'll catch you next time. Now, a couple of ways to get in touch with us. If you don't know, first of all, the best and the easiest way to keep up to date with what we're doing is to subscribe via iTunes. If you go to the iTunes store and just type in UK scriptwriters. You will come up first on there and just subscribe and it will always be downloaded to your iTunes, of course, every every month. If you want to find us on the on the web direct, if you like the sort of the home page, if you like, it's ukscriptwriters.podomatic.com. Put that into your into Excuse me, folks. That's my that's, that's my breakfast for being. Um, oh dear, it's too early. Um, uh, yeah, go go to that home page. Put that in your browser. And you, you'll obviously always have the uh, latest episode on there, but also all the previous episodes are on there, so that you can uh, go back and, and listen to any of those again that you that you uh, wish to. Um, if you wish to get in touch with us, you can email us ukscriptwriters at hotmail.com. Um, We've got our separate websites: dannystack.com, timclay.com. Check us out there. We blog. Uh, so yeah, I mean, no excuse to get to 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 get in touch. Yeah, and anything on your mind, just drop us an email or or send us a tweet or whatever. Yeah. We're on Twitter as UK Scriptwriters. So yeah, we're, we're on Facebook as UK Scriptwriters. We're, we're everywhere, 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 everywhere. We're everywhere. We'll see us at the airport. We've been nominated for a European Podcast Award again, which is again, fantastic. Second year running. Uh, last year we came, we were runner-up in UK Personality, which is amazing. So yeah. thank you. So uh, maybe this year we can go one better and win it, which means we could um, win some better kit than Tim's iPhone <coughs> to record some mobile Yeah, maybe, yeah, that'd be good. Uh, so we'll send up a link in terms of where you can vote, uh, and it's very easy to vote. You don't need to register or anything. No, no, it's just click. But just that's, click. that's it. So then I hope everybody's had a good Christmas, or will have a good Christmas, and ha has had a good year. Yeah, and let's get some more stuff done in, in next year, mate. Yeah. More, more scripts, more writing, more good projects. So we've got to get on with it. All right, mate. 
Thanks for listening. Catch you later, guys. Bye. Bye now. Bye.